What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from Off Guard, and I've got some exciting news. Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi, is officially moving to our own podcast feed. We are now dropping two shows every week. Me and Pasha go way back and talk so much hoops already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on these conversations. Every week, Pasha and myself will hit on the biggest stories happening around the league. Tap into the show twice a week on our new Off Guard feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Football show. My name is Danny Heifetz, and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Worldeck. And today it is Power Hour, where every Wednesday we are power ranking something during the season. And today we're actually doing a twofer. We're going to power rank the trades that were made at the trade deadline in the real NFL, and we're going to give buy low trade candidates for fake football and fantasy football guys that people are kind of upset with that you can just pry and then just win your league with. So we're going to we're going to. It's that what, easy. What, what, yeah, there you go. Just win the league. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that is that. You have to stick around Make for the second Make one trade, list. profit. Boom. Just two steps. So we're going to do this Power Hour style. If you're not familiar with Power Hour, it's very simple. After two minutes, you're going to hear this song from Tom Tom Club. Which we Love couldn't get song. cleared on Fandle TV. So if Fandle TV, you'll hear something else, or maybe we'll just drop in Kai singing Tom Tom Club instead. We never did get the answer from lawyers about how bad Kai's rendition would be that we couldn't get <laughs> like sued for using the music. So email us for your fantasy football Gmail. If you're a lawyer who could answer how bad a copy of a song has to be. Like if I sang fantasy by Mariah Carey, but I'm tone deaf, like, would that be fine? We don't know. I don't think, I think, I think if you sang it, it'd probably be fine. Also okay. like Kai would, Kai's not profiting off of it. Right. So I think it's fine. We'll find out. But without further ado, you guys want to just hop into it. Just do a little trade deadline power hour here. Yeah. How, how would you guys grade this trade deadline? I thought it was pretty, pretty boring. boring. Yeah, there was no Christian McCaffrey <laughs> to the 49ers. Like this was, I don't know. I mean, honestly, we could, you tell me, what was the biggest trade of the day? We'll start with, we could vote on it. It was Josh Dobbs to the Vikings, the actual most impactful in terms of our day-to-day lives. Like it's not as sexy as Washington trading away two defensive ends, but there's a quarterback we'll watch every week. Our, our day-to-day lives, sure, because we cover fantasy football. I think it is important. I would say the most yeah. important one by far, though, was probably the 49ers getting Chase Young. But from fantasy point of view, who, who cares? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the biggest bummer was that the Titans didn't do anything. That DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry remain on the Titans. Do you yeah. think if Will Levis had a terrible game, they would have traded DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry? I think the Derrick Henry thing was more that no one wanted to acquire him for the price that it was worth giving him up. Like, I think that if the Titans, whether or not Levis was good, I think the problem is Derrick Henry. Is he someone you can trade for and then give him nine carries a game? I feel like you have to just... At some point, if you're giving Derrick Henry 20 the, carries a yeah. game, that's, well, I mean, that's half the plays in a game sometimes. So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how many teams were like, yeah, we're going to just build the whole thing around him. I mean, when you look at the the compensation on some of these trades anyway, it's like six rounders, a swap of six and seventh rounders. You know, Chase Young, a young ascending pass rusher who is like one of the better pass rushers in the NFL this year. It's like a third rounder. I bet you, you know, we always get upset that 
teams didn't trade these star players. Like I was upset that Denver didn't trade Jerry Judy and, um, you know, there's just go down the list, but I think probably for the most part, the offers are atrocious. It's like when you're in a fantasy league with someone and you'd get like the worst offer, it's like offensive so much that you're like, screw this person. I'm definitely not taking this trade. Um, I'd rather just go down with ship and, and have my team be bad than take this trade. So I think that's, there's probably something to like something happening like that in the NFL too. That's definitely Howie Roseman. The Eagles GM is definitely just texting Sean Payton. Like, Hey, I'll give you a sixth or seventh round swap in 2025. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And give me Jerry Judy. We could just like that's swap. Daryl Morey. He's like Steph Curry for James Harden thoughts. Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So why don't, we, why don't we just start with the Josh Dobbs one, which is probably not the biggest one, but I just think it's yeah. quantum leap. It just kind of fascinates me. The new jo- season of quantum leap yeah. is upon Car- us. Cardinals get a sixth rounder. Vikings get Josh Dobbs in a seventh. Josh Dobbs, not exactly a headliner here, but one quantum leap where I just think it's honestly fascinating that one person has now been dropped into two different NFL teams on not even weeks, but days notice and be like, you're a starting quarterback now. He did it last year with the Steelers. This is his third time in 12 months. He's three times. Sorry with the Titans. No, it was Titans from the Steelers. He's like a demon in a horror film and he like needs a new host body every like eight (laughs) weeks to take over. It does. It, it doesn't sound like he's going to start this week, though. Hype. He's going to get a whole week to prepare. A so whole that, week? Yeah. I, here's my stupid question: The Cardinals benched Josh Dobbs, right? Now, are we saying that they benched him because they knew they were going to trade him? Because it sounds yes. like they were benched him, and then the Vikings were like, "Good." My question being like, what's the point of having the Vikings have three backup quarterbacks? And they're like, no, we need a fourth cat in the wall. It's like, it's always sunny. I'm like, what is even the point of having three backup quarterbacks if when your quarterback goes down, they're like, no, no we don't even well, want any of these guys. Here's the deal. Their first backup is Jaron Hall, who is a fifth round rookie. And I, they clearly don't believe he's ready to go. This is like a Malik Willis type situation for, with the Titans. They just clearly didn't believe Malik Willis was ready to go. So that's why they traded for Josh Dobbs because he was just more pro ready, more experienced, you know, just more able to run an offense in an NFL game because it's chaotic. Uh, the second guy they have is Nick Mullins, who is on the injured reserve this week. So he's useless to them this week. And then the third guy they have is Sean Mannion, I think. And, and obviously, they just see Josh Dobbs as a big upgrade over that. Josh Dobbs is getting real NFL snaps and real NFL games all year long. Like, he has that experience. I actually kind of get it from the Vikings' point of view. Yeah. Does this? Ma- from- they didn't pay anything. Does this make no. sense? For fantasy, does this make you feel better about Jordan Addison and then eventually yes. Justin Jefferson who comes back? Absolutely. Yeah. Because Josh Dobbs was able to keep... Marquise Brown fantasy relevant somewhat. He was able to keep the tight end somewhat relevant. You know, it's not going to be like elite or anything like that, but it's it's much better than the alternative, which was going to be one of these backups. This falls firmly in the it's literally better than nothing category. <laughs> right. uh, wait, Kai, the timer didn't go off. This some, it's Kai's going to have to sing again. Kai, I think you might have to. This is not a bit, by the way. You played it before the show and it worked. And now it, here we are again. This is actually absurd at this point. Like, I really, <laughs> I, I left. I came back to get it to work. Like, all right, <clears throat> here we go. But, uh. Oh, I feel so bad for Kai. Kai, just play it in post. It's all right. Sounds great. Craig, this is like the bit of the century. You're going to like let this go? Uh, We don't want Kai to get sued. I don't know. Worst things have happened. Okay, next up here. Honestly, we just put, uh, we could do these one at a time, but we might as well talk about both. Maybe just throw four minutes on the clock here, Kai, that Washington trades Chase Young to the 49ers. Mm. And then Washington gets a third round compensatory pick from the Niners, which long story short, will probably be like 100th overall. And then they also traded to the Bears, Montez Sweat, their other defensive end. So half the first round picks that Washington had the defensive end on the defensive line. Montez Sweat goes to the Bears. Washington gets a second rounder from Chicago for them. So it's a pretty huge difference. Like a Chicago second rounders top 40 pick. And then a San Francisco compensatory pick. That's the 100th pick. So DK... There's so much nitty gritty yeah. we can get into, but like, just start with the basics. Who do you think is like a better player right now, Chase Young or Montez Sweat? Because Chase Young was coming off an ACL injury, yeah, so that was weird and multi-year. But who's who's like who would you rather have, regardless of money? I think right now Chase Young, I would rather have. I think the reason that Montez Sweat got more, in, or sorry, they got more in return for Montez Sweat, Washington did, it was because. Number one, he's played for longer. He has more experience, more reps, um, more just tape is out there for them to evaluate. And I think there's far f- less of a injury concern here because I think with with uh, Chase Young, there's still the pretty major concern over the long-term health of his knee. And so I think that, I think the sticker shock is very dramatic. To me, it's like, whoa, the, you know, 
Obviously, the 49ers are getting a massive steal, which was my first impression. And I think they are well, actually for context. This is almost exactly the pick that the Giants got for Kadarius Tony from the Chiefs, like 100th yeah. overall, a compensatory pick at and the end of the third round. Chase Young getting reunited with Nick Bosa. It's like, I know these it just two Ohio State pass rushes. Like the 49ers, why, why do the, why does teams keep letting the 49ers get away with this? They traded it's for- It's a real rich get they, richer on the defensive line for the Niners. <laughs> it felt like yeah. the secondary is where they needed more work and instead they just decided to double down on the defensive line. It's also, by the way, third round picks, late round compensatory third round picks are basically worth nothing. It's like- That's what the Niners a took dart. a kicker with. Jake Moody it's, was like- Yeah, it's throwing a dart at a wall. Pick. And so getting a guy who is ascending right now, he's like playing his best football of his career. He's healthy, at least right now. This is almost like a no-lose situation for the 49ers. Um, and that's why, as a Seahawks fan, it pisses me off. It's like, why did T- Why doesn't anyone have a third rounder laying around that they well, can give someone other than the 49ers? So Come on. That's where I'm confused. Somebody tot- step up. I totally agree with you on the surface, DK, where it's like Chase Young, you look at this, you're like, this was the second overall pick in the draft. Universally, everyone's like, the worst case is he'll be above average. He didn't pr- get delivered on the promise. He's been hurt. The one thing I'll say is, barring complete negligence, everyone knew he was on the trade block, so I'm kind of like, the, if any other team had offered a third rounder, in theory, you're like, they would have taken that because this, this is, is like the this last is as pick low of, the of third a third round. rounder you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically a fourth round pick because it's right. at, like it's between the third and fourth round, really. Third's a fake. It's like three and a half round. So the rest of the other 30 teams clearly don't think he's legit. The, the, the other side of the trade, though. So mm-hmm. the other trade they made, Washington sending Montez Sweat to the Bears. I'm kind of confused by this and I'm willing to yep. be open minded to being wrong. But my initial take was I just don't get it. Like last year, the Bears traded their second round pick, which ended up being 33rd overall. So functionally a first rounder. Joey Porter the, Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Porter Jr. <laughs> who's already a starting quarter for the Steelers and won them a game when uh, already has a game winning pick for Chase Claypool, who then had exactly two catches for 20 yards per game over the rest of the year. And they let go and they traded away to the Dolphins for, like a for nothing. Rounder. Yeah. So this isn't as bad as that, but why, if the bears have the most cap space in the NFL going into next season, why wouldn't you just sign a defensive end like Montez Sweat, who's going to be a free agent or just a similar player. And then just keep your second round pick. Like, what am I missing? I think it's the idea that they have more control over the situation because he's going to be in house. But at the same time, it's like, he doesn't actually have to sign with them either. You know what I mean? Like they they, they haven't here. They haven't signed him to an extension prior to the signing. Right. Right. Or at least that we know of. Maybe this changes by the time we come out. Kai, you're going to sing. No, he's not. He's not. He, he doesn't want legal action taken up on him. Oh, he, there I'm he is. Still here. I'm locked in. I'm back. Perfect. Thanks, Kai. Of course. Uh, well, I'm going to disrespect Kai for a moment. Yeah. I, there is an the way this works. Like this was the like when you tr- make a huge trade for a player, you want to get the contract extension done because the problem was Laramie Tunsil. We went to the Texans. They give up three firsts, and Laramie Tunsil's there, and he's like, "Hey, guess what? What do you want? You want to give up three firsts, and then I play six games for you, and then walk away." Right. And then you get not, you know what I mean? Like that's a disaster. They have so you all do the, the extension through the agent, even though you're technically not allowed. Everyone does it anyway. So I'm like, it, there's a chance where Montez Sweat is like, actually, I want a big payday. I don't want to play for Chicago. And then in theory, they could give up the second round pick and then he just leaves. And they, I think, so, I, I think to me, Heifetz Occam's razor here is that this is just a poorly run organization. I mean, I think <laughs> we don't have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Look at this. Look at the Chase yeah. Claypool trade. Like, why would we give them the benefit of the doubt here? I, I, do, I don't agree. I agree with you. I don't really like this trade either. I think it's, number one, it's like, he, he's, why even need, you don't need the help this year anyway. Like, you'd yeah. be better off losing this year. Also, again, it's the, literally, if even if you're the Bears, you could give up your fourth rounder. That's like 12 picks later than what the Niners gave and just throw in another fourth rounder in 2025 and just get Chase Young. I, I don't understand. Like, it's just, yeah. whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, the Seahawks are going to get sold to Jeff Bezos and then someone very rich can buy the Bears and then they'll be good. <laughs> but Washington, I think they did good getting picks of these guys. They weren't going to pay anyway. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to disrespect you, Kai. DK, our team's made a trade. We haven't yeah. addressed it yet. I know. We haven't even talked about this. Giants so this traded. The first time. Yeah. Giants traded Leonard Williams to the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks get Leonard Williams and then they're getting him on a $650,000 salary. Right. The Giants get a second round pick and a future fifth rounder. But the Giants are eating $17 million of the salary. So I think that a way to think of it is this is basically like the Giants were like, we'll give you Leonard Williams for, th- or the Seahawks were like, we'll give you a third for Leonard Williams. And the Giants were like, how about we pick up the $17 million tab? You get Leonard Williams for basically free, but we get a second instead of a third. And the Seahawks were like, sure. I'm thrilled to the Giants fan. Dick, I wish your take. How do you that feel about to me this is deal? The, that to me is a surefire sign. It's a bad trade for the Seahawks. <laughs> Just because that was, I think the general reaction among Giants fans was, 
joy. Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sick. You know what I mean? Like that to me worries. That's worrisome as a Seahawks fan if everyone's super excited that you got a second rounder. Um, and again, this is like right along the lines of like the Ryan Poles discussion. It's like we don't have to give the Seahawks much of a benefit of the doubt. I don't think John Schneider's all that good at negotiating for trades. They traded like two firsts for Jamal Adams. Two firsts for safety. Jamal Adams, a first for Percy Harvin, a first for Russell Jimmy Wilson. Graham. That one definitely evens out sort of like the ledger or whatever. Like that was a absolute fleecing yeah. on John Schneider's part. And that's great. Like, awesome. But I think that's like overall, the exception that proves the rule. That's like you just hit blackjack once, but they keep you at the table, you know? <laughs> yeah, I would say overall, the Seahawks have a long history of overpaying uh, in trades. And so um, at the same time, though, I do think Leonard Williams is a good player who's going to help them. So He's I think great. you can quibble about the price and I'm going to. At the same <laughs> time, this is a good player on a defense that's been surprisingly strong this year. Their pass rush has been better than expected, and this just adds to that group, and he's a very versatile guy who can line up at multiple spots on the and on the defensive line. And so I'm excited to watch him play. I just yeah. think, as usual, they paid too much. Yeah, it's a cheeky Super Bowl run for the Seahawks that they're trying to make. And uh, you know, there was excitement for about 24 hours, and then the 49ers made that trade, and I was like, okay, <laughs> we're back. Well, we're back. Dude, dude, we're back dude, to dude. not being Super Bowl contenders. We're we're pretending to be Super Bowl contenders. Wow, that's disrespect. That's crazy. Sorry, Kai. Good job. Yeah, this is this Tom Tom talks back. That's 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 what we're here for. <laughs> Sassy <laughs> Tom Tom. <laughs> this one has a mind of its own. Tom Tom bit my head off. Jeez. <laughs> it's funny that your division rival got potentially a better player for. Oh, he's probably not. But Chase Young's probably not better. Also, than by the Williams, way, Chase but, Young's cap hit is like lower than Leonard Williams, and he's about six years younger. Well, so. that's what's weird is that the Niners, like Washington, also took up the salary of Chase Young, but they yeah. the picks fifty spot, forty spots later. So yeah, Great. thanks for that. Yeah, cool. Next up, this is more of a low key trade, but I, I wanted to hit it. The Eagles getting Kevin Byard, the safety from the Titans. Titans mm. got a fifth and a sixth rounder plus safety trail elements. Eagles get Kevin Byard, who is one year removed from being an All Pro safety. So the Eagles just. One, never mind the fact that I don't know why this is so funny, but like one of the few teams that are like, we're just going to keep getting better no matter how good we are. It's just like, I don't know why that's rare. We can but keep I, scoring points. Can we keep yeah. scoring I points? Think, I think the Titans might be working for the Eagles. What well, do you guys that's think? What, this is that's all, it's like a feat, a farm team here. It's like AJ It's Brown. like the A's and the Yankees. That's how it works. The A's <laughs> develop and then send them to the Yankees. I hate this. Yeah. Well, I, it, it is like that. And I realized that when I first started covering the fantasy football, because I started covering football first and then fantasy mm -hmm. football, and I was like, this is completely different. And now I've been doing this long enough. I'm like, actually, fantasy football and NFL exactly the same. Because the smartest teams just identify the two suckers at the table and only deal with them. And they're like, why should I waste my time dealing with the 29 teams that have a good sense of value? Howie Roseman, like, do the AJ Brown trade for a first round pick, the group chat is an absolute uproar. Everyone's like, Vito, Vito, this trade. Vito. <laughs> And it's like, in reality, the lesson is don't complain about the trade. You should do No one's texting the Titans, despite them having given up AJ Brown and Howie Roseman's still going back. Hey guys, what's up with your safety? Like, how is no one else dealing this with is, these people? Yes. This is exactly how I felt about the Washington 49 and 49ers <laughs> trade. I'm like, do they not have anyone else's number? Like, yeah. Shop this guy around to the rest of the league. Why are no other teams like coming in here to make this like not? That always happen? happens in fantasy. Like a trade yeah. pops up in the group chat, and everyone's like, "Wait, wait, wait!" Like, like Ryan, why didn't you come to me? I would have given you a better offer. And he's like, "I don't know." Like this guy just came to me. We made a deal. It was easy. He made me an offer, and I decided to take it. You know. Yeah. And the and the Harry Roseman's just like, yes, yeah, like no one's calling these guys. It's incredible. The market edge is call the people who you think make bad decisions. Yeah. Um. Just, yeah, I, don't know. I think that your point, though, overall of like the Eagles are never satisfied with being where they are. They're always trying to get better and better and better. Like that is something that you don't see it with every team for sure. A lot of teams get complacent and I don't think the Eagles are one of those teams. Ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. That was your best one. I guess that, was that was great. No, that got me every time <laughs> that I kind of never want this problem to get fixed. Well, I have to say it's very funny because in, in the past, meaning last week, I was in you know the comfort of my own home making these sounds. And now I'm just in the office and anyone <laughs> oh, who walks right. by just gets to hear my terrible, terrible singing. So you're in the so. Spotify office right now? Yeah, just singing. Just saying, ba -da, ba -ba, and it's just a super echoey room. <laughs> it's just it's really ideal. Oh, I love I'm it. I'm sure my, my stock is going up here. I want nothing more than Bill to walk by and Kai's just like, ba, ba. He's like, we're paying this kid? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> we're not paying him enough. All right. Next up here. Put it on the clock. Los Angeles Clippers acquired James Harden. How dare you not mention Donovan Peoples-Jones to the Lions? You want to do it? Yeah. Mike. All right. Fuck, you want, well, I don't know. I was going to go in order. You want to do Peoples-Jones first? Yeah. Mike, I love Donovan Peoples-Jones. And he was 
uh, one of my sleepers this year, and he was yeah. absolutely terrible, and he's done nothing. And I still actually am just going to cope and decide that it's because the Browns are terrible. But now let's go to the Lions, which I think is probably a referendum on the fact that Jamison Williams is terrible and can't catch the football. And I'm curious to see if Donovan Peoples-Jones was right, and I was just, you know, never wrong just early. Right. Um, we had someone on Twitter uh, tag me and you, Heifetz, that we're going to die on this Donovan Peoples-Jones hill. And I was like, well, I'd say it's more like a mound. It's not really a hill. <laughs> Couldn't really call it a hill That's that we're trying to die on. But we both really like him for some reason. I think he's good. He had like 800 plus yards a couple of years ago. He's really fast. He's really explosive. He's big. So... I kind of like this for the for the Lions who have Josh Reynolds, who's kind of faded a little bit over last month, and then Marvin Jones, who had recently left the team. Um, I think they just need some depth and Jamison Williams and, is and not, somebody big. Like they don't have they have a lot yeah. of little guys. You know, it's Jameson little Williams, skinny guys, skinny. Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown is small. I know they have their tight end Sam Laporta, but they need a big boy out there in the red zone. And Donovan Peoples Jones is what six five, big, athletic, former five star guy. I kind of mm -hmm. like this for the Lions. I do the too. Browns. Yeah. I, do you guys feel like Elijah Moore gets a bump from this or the Browns are just a disaster through the air and it doesn't matter? I think more the latter. Like that offense is not necessarily someone something that you want to bet on. I think it probably does signify a little bit, a bit of a bump for Elijah Moore, but not enough to get me excited about it just because this offense has been such a mess. It's truly been one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Um, so not too excited about that, but I am excited about Donovan Peoples-Jones, at least from a football point of view to the Lions. I don't, I don't think it's a big fantasy impact, though. What do you think, Ivitz? Uh I don't think it's a big fantasy impact, but if Donovan Peoples-Jones did something, I'd... I'd You're taking credit. Him and then yep. bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Can't say I don't try. Yeah, it's true. You're getting better, I feel we like. Get, oh, I think so, too. Yeah. The reps. Getting reps. <laughs> uh, inter quick intermission between... We're going to get to fantasy bylaws in a second, but the James Harden trade. I have two thoughts. Well, not through two thoughts, two questions. One, mm -hmm. so the clip, DK, I don't, I don't think hasn't followed basketball since I have he was the Sonics no, Sonic stolen yeah. from him. So, Craig, let me get this straight. Steve Ballmer's one of the five richest men in the world, and he's reconstructed the best team from seven years ago. They have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden together. That's correct. They're like the West Coast Brooklyn Nets back when, remember when the Nets got Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and did that big trade? Clippers are kind of doing the same thing. But look, the Clippers are giving up a, an unprotected 2028 pick. They don't give a shit. They're trying to win right now. And they have these four has-beens who, if healthy, could actually be a little frisky. And you take the risk now. You want to be relevant now. You were already, you, you got, you got a bunch of early to mid thirties somewhat in their prime superstars and Balmer's just doubling down on it. So should we be in on this as everyone's like, Oh, this won't work with the theory of the same thing. If we need a metric system for being 30 years old and us the same way, we are like, Hey, old guys, fantasy football. And it's like, boom, Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, Kelsey's still rolling. Like all these old Raheem Mostert, all these old guys. Does that apply? Could, like, is there something here? Well, it's hard to say because J James Harden doesn't like basketball. Kawhi Leonard might not like basketball. <laughs> Russell Westbrook likes basketball too much. And then there's Paul George. Okay, a, a question that's never been answered. How much money did James Harden have to spend at a strip club till he got his name retired in the rafters, of the, his jersey retired in the rafters of the strip club? Like, what is the number? Is it, is it like a million dollars? There were, Oh, probably more than that. There was a lot of great. <laughs> more um, than that. that gets you in the door. <laughs> that gets you into the discussion. The That's John the cover Murray charge. video with like, aside from the gun, the fact that the John Murray video that the, I thought it was a carpet and then I realized it was just money everywhere in the whole, <laughs> like this very large VIP room. Harden's going to have a blast in LA. I'm sure he's thrilled for many reasons. My question, should Devontae Adams do this with the Raiders? Should he have just been, you know, and there's all these Vegas clubs just having like, you know, hostesses, even strippers just holding up signs saying like, Josh McDaniels is a liar. <laughs> is like, is that what, is Devontae Adams, you know, did he make a mistake not doing that? It's such a bummer that the Raiders are just like, no way in hell are we trading Devontae Adams. Like, I think they're trying to like instill confidence and, you know, show that they're a real organization. But if anything, I think that's just going to make Devontae feel even worse. <laughs> well, I feel like the reason they can't trade Devontae is they gave up so much to get him and they wouldn't get that back. Right. It would be and trading so, pennies on the dollar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's better it's, than nothing. What are they going to do with him? You know, well, hopefully win one not or get two fired. Extra games. Go five and 11. That's five. fun, I guess. <laughs> I think that <laughs> the problem is that by trading Devonte Adams, there is very little way that Josh McDaniels can keep his job right now. The main thing keeping Josh McDaniels in business is Mark Davis. Like coaching contracts are guaranteed, not like players. So when they fire a coach, you have to they pay have to keep out paying. the rest of the contract. It's like college. Why football. is like that? Why are coaches contracts guaranteed? 
they're just because they're guaranteed. It's just I don't know. It's just it is precedent. I, I feel like that's just one of those things where it's like it's that it is that way until it isn't. Like, couldn't just one team be like, you know what? Not a guaranteed contract. It's going to be a team option well, in year two. Mainly the way it works. I think the football player contracts not being guaranteed is the weird part. Like every other sport, you know, I think it's just how it is. Right. Well, that's not true. I mean, I, I, don't, I mean, like, there's like team option, player options. Like, why isn't that a thing for coaches? There is offsetting language, Craig. I don't know about, if you know about that, but like if you are on a contract and you get hired or you get fired and then you get hired by a new team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you don't get all the money. It's basically like up into a point or, or whatever. They like split right. how much you're making. So, yeah, it's like job. if you get the t- so that's why Patricia, when he was running the Patriots offense, was not a coordinator. He was an assistant because if they gave him the title of coordinator, the Lions would have stopped paying him and the Patriots would have to pay him. So to save money, basically, they were like, oh, he's an assistant. And the Lions paid him to, to ruin the Patriots offense. Matt Rule got uh, fired from Carolina. And he had like three years left on his deal or something like that. He could have just sat around and done nothing and just made millions over the next three years. But he decided to go work really crazy ass hours for Nebraska and not get any of his Carolina money, which is just wild to me. I guess he really likes working. Um, so wait, what do you mean? He doesn't believe. get any of the Carolina money? That's how that well, works? Well, I don't know about any, but he doesn't get what he was going to get for doing nothing. So the point being, Mark Davis doesn't have the money to fire <laughs> like Josh McDaniels. He's not that much money. And they already fired John Gruden. They're stuck with him. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, all customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay for every Thursday night football game. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay, and you get bonus bets back if you don't win. Will Levis, everyone saw him throw four touchdown passes. Guess what? They're playing the Steelers Thursday, three days prep. He's probably going to get it rocked. I would just bet the under on Will Levis everything. He's going to get destroyed. Classic letdown. NFL same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top rated sportsbook app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy for your chance to get a no sweat same game parlay every Thursday, FanDuel, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, must be 21 plus and present in select states. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. With fantasy by lows, we're going to go through. We have, there are so many. and uh, The fantasy trade deadline depends. Oh, really important. Check your league settings and see what the deadline is. It depends on the platform. I think ESPNs is generally later than Yahoo's, but it's at some point. Well, you can also push to- it. If you're the commissioner, I like pushing it as late as possible. I think it's like week 13 or something is like yeah. the latest you can push it. I, I am always a fan of that. Well, and the similarity is that the reason the NFL trade deadline, I think is kind of weird is because if they had pushed it, they expanded the season by week, but even two weeks later, it's like teams would have a firmer idea of whether they were going to make the playoffs or not. And I think, it's harder to, you know, pull trig on making a decision when you're four and four, but it's a pretty di- difference between that, even falling, you know, two weeks from now being, you know, four and six versus six and yeah. four. I don't know. So uh, in fantasy, it's the same thing, like make some moves. So with that said, we're going to go through a bunch of guys, again, power hour style that we think could make a really big difference in your teams. And I'm going to start with Devonte Adams, which is the reason I bring him up. Monday night football game. I think that was an all time frustrating receiver game. Devonte Adams had one catch for 11 <laughs> yards. Probably should have had like four catches for like 160 and two touchdowns. Uh, and in the absence of a James Harden, I feel like Devonte checks the two boxes of is going to be a top 10 receiver rest of the way. But also, Craig, you, do you agree that I actually think you can get him like the person who yes. has Devonte is probably tired at this point and would happily like move him for what they feel is 80 cents on the dollar. Yeah, like, look, an easy swap to me is when we're going to get to this guy later, but like a Tony Pollard for Devontae Adams probably makes sense. Uh, it's like two sides who are frustrated with the past performance uh, who can see the upside for each of these guys. I, I didn't realize how bad Devontae Adams has been because he basically had that one huge week against the Steelers 
as every wide receiver one does, where he had 35 fantasy points. <laughs> Other than that, he's been kind of mediocre. The last four weeks, he has not had double-digit fantasy points. Um, my only worry here is like, do you really want to trade into the dysfunctional family of the Raiders? Like, mm -mm. Devonta Adams is clearly pissed. He slams his, uh, his helmet down on Monday Night Football. Every week, there's a new story about how Devonta Adams is not getting the ball enough. He hates this team. He's upset. Do you really want to like lock in and hope that this guy's going to just like play his ass off for the next eight weeks? I don't know. I think Devonta, if that isn't happening, there's he's not even available in a trade. Like so, like he needs to be bad. And, then, yeah. and I think the reason he's unhappy is why I'm convinced he's going to get the ball. Like he's clearly going to ask for the ball back, and they do need to give it to him. But to your point, last four weeks, so since we, that Steelers game. He's the 49th best receiver in fantasy. He's behind Jackson Smith and Jigba for the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, he's three different guys named Josh are ahead of him. Reynolds, Downs, and Palmer are all ahead Josh of him. Josh Reynolds is ahead of him? And Devontae, if he were a <laughs> tight end in the ah. last five weeks, if Devontae were a tight end, he'd be the tight end 19. Oh he'd be my God. behind Kyle Pitts and John Smith on the Falcons. He'd be just ahead of <laughs> this Kate This is Otten in the last the four weeks. Correct. Yeah, so five. Five, five, five six, seven. I can't count. Yeah, four games. That's tough. That's very, that's very, very tough. Dude, 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 dude. My question nice. is, along nice these lines, so I think, Craig, you made a good point about, like, do you really want to buy into this dysfunctional Raiders family? If if you knew that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to remain the starter, does that make you more or less likely to trade for Devontae Adams? In other words, would you rather have some other quarterback starting for them right now than anybody but Jimmy G, essentially? I think I'd rather have Aiden O'Connell at this point. I, I The Raiders' offense is such a disaster. The offensive line was pathetic last night. I, I, don't, I actually don't... I think Jimmy G's fine. I just think there needs to be a pulse there to throw him the ball, but unfortunately, they don't have time to get the ball off. That's, oh God, I know. That's the frustrating part is like every time they had an opportunity to like actually move the football, it was just like immediately the pocket was just crushed. But and if someone Jimmy was watching that game and needed Devontae to get their win and he didn't, I feel like this is how you get a great yeah. player. Is you, I agree. You have yeah. been publicly embarrassed. I agree. There has to be like a certain pucker factor involved with buying low on guys and, and, you know, it's it's nerve wracking for both the person giving up Devontae Adams and trading for Devontae Adams, I feel like. So this is like a great opportunity. So next up. Yeah, there aren't players like this available if there aren't questions. Next up, Chris Olave for the Saints. Fantasy points is Scott Barrett had a great stat. He's, Chris Olave has the single largest gap among all pass catchers in expected fantasy points and actual fantasy points. He's mm. kind of the Deontay Johnson of this year. Uh Chris Olave's ninth in the NFL in targets, and he's 38th in points per game. So, look, he's got one touchdown on 44 catches. He's got less points than his teammate, Rashid Shahid, who, like, barely plays. 27% um, <laughs> snap rate last week, guys. Rashid so, like, I think we can all agree, right? Olave's good, and yep. as long as Derek Carr is healthy, we feel like a bounce back is likely, even though it's been a tough eight weeks. The It's so weird. The Saints' first month, they were... Uh, I want to say like bottom five in points. And the last month, the Saints actually have the uh, top three points over the last month. And, are, and this is what I'm saying. No, and nobody cares. In the NFL. <laughs> but well, part, it's just this weird offense where it's like checking down to Kamara. Kamara leads all running backs and catches by an absurd amount, even though he missed the first three games. So I, I yeah, Olave, I think Olave is probably the single biggest difference maker that you can actually acquire somebody easily. Like even Devontae is probably hard to trade for. I think Olave has just not been special, but I, I would not at all be surprised if Chris Olave was a top five receiver the rest of the way. Just going to start scoring those touchdowns. I think, Craig, the reason no one cares about the Saints is because if you really, I don't know, just maybe from my point of view, if you really think around the NFL, who has like, the who do I have the lowest amount of confidence in? Like Derek Carr would be... Up there. Isn't me. it funny that the Raiders would be better <laughs> off with Derek Carr and the Saints were better off with Andy Dalton just, to, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. In so many ways. Or they were just like about equal with Andy Dalton. Like they didn't really need to go to make this move. Um, I don't know. For me, I think it, it, there's a bias there just based on what I've seen with, from Derek Carr over the last like however many years where I just don't see a huge bounce back bam, happening. But bam, bam, at bam, the same bam. time, I agree with you that Olave is a screaming vibe just because he's so much better than his numbers have shown. I'm always interrupting DK. It's like, can I interrupt someone else? What is this? Also, I have Olave in, in two leagues, so this was this was good. Therapeutic. Yeah. You get you're gonna keep him? Yeah. Hold. So don't sell him. That's what hold we're the telling line. You. That's what you're telling me. That's yeah. the advice. Yeah. I know who to blame if he's still bad. Speaking of while we're talking about by lows, I want to throw in one sell, potential sell high. And I think mm. that we've talked about this a lot, but it, selling high is like the hardest thing to do because the idea that it's hard enough to find gold and you're like, I'm gonna just sell this and trust I'll get it back somehow. Right. 
Jameer Gibbs, if you're, if you have Jameer Gibbs, you've waited all year for him to just get the ball. He gets the ball. He's the focal point of the Lions offense. He was incredible. And you watched last night and you're like, oh, this is probably a top two, top three running back rest of the way. David Montgomery, the Lions are on by this week. David Montgomery comes back next. Do you think Jameer Gibbs is probably like an incredible value the rest of the way in the backfields more even, or is it actually like you should probably trade Jameer Gibbs now while it's fresh in everyone's heads that he was out of control. Incredible. Kind of in the same boat as Raheem Mostert right now with Devon Achan coming back soon. I think, yeah, I would agree he's a huge sell high at this point. I do not trust Dan Campbell to continue to give him a lot of carries. It's going to be frustrating from here on out. I can almost guarantee you. Um, because honestly, like, I don't feel like anything has changed. I don't think that, I don't think this team was like, oh, we don't know what we have in Jameer Gibbs, this guy we picked well, 12th overall. Can I, I, can I poke a hole in that? Because 100% something has literally changed, which is like three weeks ago, Dan Campbell said, when Montgomery was healthy, we don't envision Jameer Gibbs as a 20 touch per game guy. And then last night when they needed him to be, he had like they gave him the ball 30 touches. times and ruined it was my night. Incredible. <laughs> and so that I will posit as that is a tangible change is he had 30 touches. Cause everybody else on 20. the team is hurt. I know. I'm just saying that they didn't envision it, but they, now they're like, Oh, he can do that. Like that is a change, right? I envision it being more mm. of a split, but I mean, he's certainly not going to be what the guy we saw last night or on Monday yeah. night. So like, look, if, if you can get like, Keenan Allen for him, I'd probably do it. It's also worth noting that David Montgomery has a ribs injury, and especially for a running back, like Alvin Kamara also had a rib injury among everything last year. Like when you're a rib injury, it's not like you don't get tackled in your freaking chest during the season. Oh, it's God, like, that'd be so painful. Like, yeah. I don't think David, Mon yeah, you ever think about Fred Warner just hitting you at full speed? Like, what's that do for your rib injury? Imagine just sitting on the couch with a rib injury. It's hard to breathe. I don't know. I think that Gibbs <laughs> right. in a way, I, I think he's probably a value because I, I feel like Montgomery can't have the same workload he had with the effectiveness he had in the first half of the season. It's tough. I, I was talking about this on Twitter last ba night. I'm ba like, ba ba Kai! Sorry, DK. I had to do it. It's okay. Wow, I love it. I love that. Good bit, Kai. I was talking about this on Twitter last night and basically like, oh, I can't wait for Gibbs to go back to 25% snap rate like we saw before this. And I get a lot of responses both, you know, both, for both ways. Basically, like, a lot of people believe this is like Jameer Gibbs. This is the new paradigm. Like he's broke. He's broken out. It's going like he's going to be the guy from now on. They've seen what they've got. And then, of course, there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, this is time to sell high. I kind of tend I, I tend to believe the sell high thing is more true. But at the same time, Hyphens, I do agree with you. Like they're probably like, oh, we can give him a little bit more than we thought we could maybe. And so, you know, of course, there's a, there's a middle ground. But overall, I think selling high is the, the move here. All right. Next up. T. Higgins, receiver for the Bengals. We're just ticking off a lot of receivers that aren't playing well that are very good. T. Higgins, uh, he was another guy who was very affected by a ribs injury to start the season. And I think he was not himself, frankly. Like, the way he was playing, I don't think he was 100%. Obviously, this offense with Joe Burrow suffering from a calf injury is was a shadow or a shell of what it could be. Um, and so, for multiple reasons, both with Joe Burrow ascending and T. Higgins getting more healthy, I think he's absolute screaming by. I think... This is a guy last year who was the wide receiver 17 overall. He was wide receiver 19 in points per game. You know, he didn't change dramatically since last year. I think clearly Jamar Chase is the number one receiver in this offense. Um, but T Higgins is a really, really good number two. And you can get him at a steep discount right now, I think, because people are pretty frustrated with him. He's been all over the place. And so, um, yeah, I just think this is a chance to buy talent in a really good offense. Yeah, I mean, he's been bad. I mean, I, I would say people who <laughs> managers of T Higgins are ready to give up. I mean, yeah. Yeah. this guy hasn't had more than nine points in, in any game this season but one. And that game was week two. I mean, he's, he's had three points, two points, three points, and nine points since then. I, I think you could probably get him right now for a tight end or a running back that's had a couple good weeks in a row. You could probably flip him for T. Higgins. I think this is classic. Come in and ask for a different receiver and they'll be like, what about T. Higgins? And you're like, I'll give you Dalton Kincaid. And they're like, you got a deal. Like I just, again, it's just, I exactly what you said too, DK, the Bengals are back. Burrow's mm -hmm. clearly healthy again. Incredible. That's why it might be hard to trade him though, because uh, unless the guy in your league is an idiot, like the GM of, uh, of the commanders or the bears, it's going to be hard to convince them. No, no, no. You know, don't worry about the Bengals being good again. T Higgins isn't the guy. It's going to be Jamar chase. There's a strong chance. They want to wait and see one more week, especially with since he playing Buffalo this week. So I don't know. It might be a little I think, harder. But like everything. This is, just be Howie Roseman and the Eagles. Like, try. See what they think. Like, that's the thing. It's just going to be throwing out a lot of lines on the bump, bump, bump. Someone else had to get it this time. <laughs> nice. nice. Thanks, guy. Yeah, worth a shot. I agree. You know those, like, when you go to the, uh, like, a pier and you see someone's got, like, 30 rods in the water? It's like, you kind of got to do that. Just text everyone. <laughs> that's a great... 
It's a great Slide visual. in the DMs. Yeah. You know how they feel. <laughs> There's always someone in the league who's got like 17 trade offers out right now. It's yeah, the Howie know. Roseman. You got to read. What's the worst that can they, they can say? No. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? It's like, it's so underrated. It's like, don't just be like, hey, you want my bad players? You're a good player. It's, you know, it's incredible that no one does enough of the secret to trading is, what do you think of your team? What would you like? People will just tell you. I don't know. Do it. Ask people you know the, Heifetz, you watched uh, Dave. You, what is the line he says when he goes up to a woman oh, and he yeah. wants to flirt? He says like, what is your interest in being hit on right now or something? Yeah. What's your open, <laughs> on a scale, what's your openness to being hit on right now? That's yeah. The, yeah. That's a great way to go about a trade. What's your openness right now about, about moving one of your receivers? <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's perfect. What's your openness to Devontae Adams? All right. Next up, Tony Pollard running back for the Cowboys. Uh, I know this is weird. Because a lot of people listening probably drafted Tony Pollard at our recommendation. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of emails and, te- and, and tweets of people being like, haven't heard you guys talk a lot about Tony Pollard, the guy you all agreed on Bill Simmons' podcast. He should be the number one pick <laughs> in the draft, basically. And he's been pretty <laughs> mediocre. So, yeah. I, We're doubling down. <laughs> the yep. beginning of The beginning of like the first three months entering the season, I was like, this guy broke his leg this year. I don't get it. And by the end of the month, I was like, this is the single best player in the entire league to draft. And... I think if draft. you have him, hold diamond hands, it's diamond hands, but it's really simple. It's he's not as efficient, but he's getting all his, th- he's seventh in touches, but he's 24th in touchdowns. And it's the simplest version of it is last year. Dallas had the best red zone offense in the NFL converting to touchdowns. And this year they're 29th. They're only behind the teams, the fake quarterbacks like the giants and Tommy wow. DeVito. So it's like, it's part randomness. Part Mike McCarthy's DNA is bad in the red zone, but even if the Cowboys just meet in the middle, somewhere between the best and the worst, even just if they're average in the red zone going forward, Tony Pollard's probably going to get six touchdowns over the next 10 weeks. So I, I just, he's been totally unremarkable, but I think he's also extremely acquirable. He's gotten 75% of the touches inside the five yard line, almost 80% of the goal to go touches. Uh, he's still getting a ton of third down looks. He's the volume is exactly what we were hoping for. And weirdly enough, like the efficiency is what's been lacking because he's just not been nearly as efficient as he has been throughout the rest of his career, which is a huge bummer. But overall, Heifetz, I completely agree. The touchdowns are coming. They're coming. Just wait. It's crazy how explosive he used to be and like how his calling card was like breaking off 20 plus yard plays. And he just doesn't do that anymore. This is where I'm upset with myself. Did break his leg in 2023. Do you guys think he's actually, because he said he was faster there. He had that one play against the Chargers where he like, Got kind of slingshotted and ran like 60 yards. People were like, see, he's fine. But, but, I, I don't but, think he looks but, but, like the same guy. I don't know for sure if it's because he broke his leg, but that would be Occam's razor. That'd Memento tattoo. Broken bones matter. I'm going to get that tattoo to myself. For I think year. there was a legitimate reason to be convinced that it wasn't going to matter based on the data and medical research. However, not all injuries are the same. And I think this one doesn't matter. I think I the answer say. is that it was this year. I think it doesn't matter what it is. Ligament, ACL. If you did it in the playoffs and that you had surgery in like early February or late January, it's just different than like November. Anyways, still still bullish on Pollard for everyone who's emailed in. Sorry about that, but just hold on. We promise. Well, I don't know about promise, but <laughs> legally speaking, we can't promise. Right. Kai promises. He's getting the one guy gets it. Okay, next up, Bylos, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback for the Jaguars. Yeah, man. Trevor Lawrence has kind of been like a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma this year because he's been he's been very good. He, he's the seventh best graded passer on PFF. The team has the second best record in the NFL. They're playing well. He's the 18th best quarterback in fantasy. That doesn't add up. That doesn't make <laughs> sense. He, when happening? you watch him, you're like, this looks like the Trevor Lawrence I saw from the last a season of, of or from the second half of last year. He's just allergic to touchdowns this year. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. He's doubling his rushing totals this year, even though he hurt his knee, but he has zero rushing touchdowns. The guy is just not scoring touchdowns. And Travis Etienne has only one less touchdown than Trevor Lawrence this year. Trevor Lawrence has thrown nine. Etienne has eight. Um, the whole team just doesn't have touchdowns. Evan Ingram is the only tight end in the top 23. Doesn't have a touchdown. Uh, Calvin Ridley, two touchdowns. Lawrence hasn't scored more than 20 points in a single game this year. And I have to think that if if he's playing well and he passes the eye test like he's doing, this is going to improve. This has mm-hmm. to improve. The Jags are good and Lawrence is good. And the entire offense is healthy. Justin Fields has thrown more touchdowns. Than, That's than It's crazy. He's got wild. nine touchdowns That's this year. Trevor Lawrence in eight games. Yeah. That's a wild one. I think I, I not only do I like this one a lot, Craig, I'm kind of a sucker for Lawrence, but I would throw Calvin Ridley in there too because Calvin Ridley's 
like a healthy version of T Higgins where the people of Calvin Ridley are kind of like, Oh my God, this person like you, it's like the giants with the Leonard Williams trade DK where I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. Sounds great. Yeah. Second for like, like Calvin Ridley, whoever has Calvin Ridley is super happy to get rid of him. I mean, Evan Ingram is third in the league in catches third in the league and catches that tight end and has zero touchdowns. And Lawrence, what I like <laughs> about this is Trevor Lawrence. If someone has Trevor Lawrence and then clearly a, a better quarterback that they were starting over him, I think you could get him for like a average, like an above average tight end. Like you probably, Everett Ankrum for Trevor Lawrence might be Oh, I just, I stumbled on that one. I thought you were doing a joke there. <laughs> no, that was just, you know, tongue twister after all these Tom Toms. So we're just, just going to cut that. We're just completely cutting that. But no, no, we'll leave it. It's like a drummer. He's like putting in little fills between every little thing. You know? Did you guys see that video? I forget who did it, but someone did a video of the drummer from Megadeth, who's this incredible drummer. They played a track for him, with, took out the, uh, the drum set and they just played him and it was Mr. Brightside by the killers. Yes, and ironically he had that. never heard yeah. the song. And then he just, he was like, I have never heard this. And then he just heard it once and then wrote his own, what he thought the drum should be. It was incredible. Oh, yeah, that's they've, been, they've been doing that lately. They tried it with the Foo Fighters drummer, the guy who looks like Will Ferrell. Yeah. They like hit lightning. Yeah. <laughs> that guy does look like that's, Will Ferrell. That's fun. They hit lightning in a bottle. Cause this guy was like, what song is this? And they were like, are you kidding? And like, you see the host turn and be like, oh my God, we got him. These, the videos uh, on like TikTok and Instagram where you're seeing these, I mean, like, especially in like metal and stuff, like these guys, you just kind of think of them as like party animals and whatever, but they're like musical geniuses. Monks. I love that kind of stuff. Dude, that guy, the drummer, like the way he talks, it was like, it was incredible. Also, it's I, it's not, I, I was wrong. It's not Foo Fighters, the drummer. It's Chad Smith. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers guy who looks like. Right, 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 right. Yeah. They all, they're all distinct looks, the Chili Peppers. Yeah, they really are. Flea? No one looks like Flea. <laughs> flea might most resemble an actual flea. I, a flea might look more like Flea than anyone, any human. <laughs> We're trying not to get sued. Next up, another DK, another by Chris Godwin, receiver for the Bucks. Yeah, so this one I don't think is as like maybe obvious or whatever because I just think right now he is a value. I think so. If you look at his ranks right now, he's the wide receiver 37 overall, wide receiver 34 in points per game. But he's in the top 24 among receivers in both targets, target share, and uh, catches. And I think that's because he just doesn't... This is the same discussion. He doesn't have any touchdowns. He has one touchdown this season. And I think... Um, if Actually, I saw this from Hayden Winks. He is the 185th out of 185 receiver in terms of expected touchdowns. Like, in terms of the difference between his expected touchdowns and his actual touchdowns. He, he should have scored more than... 2.3 extra touchdowns than he has this year. And so I think t for me, it's betting on talent. It's betting on the fact that he has done it in the past. And I just think he's due. He's going to score more touchdowns going forward. He's going to score them in bunches probably. And so, you know, Godwin, I don't think he's going to be like, you know, necessarily a top 10 receiver, but I think he's a really, really good value right now that people are not going to be that like scared to get rid of. Have you guys seen those memes of the bell curve? And it's like the beginning of the bell curve. It's like a person who's an idiot saying something. Yeah. And then the middle of the bell curves, a nerd being like, here's what's actually smart. And then at the end, it's like a guy looks like Yoda or a master, or like a Jedi being like, actually, it's what the first guy said. And it's like <laughs> in fantasy football, like the first guy's like, well, it's just about scoring touchdowns. And then the middle is like, well, there's all these things in target share and all these advanced stats and all this stuff and scheme and all this stuff. And then at the end, it's like, it's actually just about touchdowns. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's just like, like trade for people who haven't scored a bunch of touchdowns yet and probably trade away people who've scored a lot with the exception yep. of like three people. It's, it, it's completely random. The other reason I would throw Godwin out as a really nice buy low is his floor is outstanding. I saw this from David Gattieri. He has scored fewer than seven PPR points twice in the last 60 games. He like almost never lays an nice. ice. So it's it's like at the very least, you have like a solid guy in your in your lineup. At the best, he's like a top 24 guy. Another guy, just to quickly throw in, in that same metric, the like the Heifetz, you just saying, yeah, guys who normally score touchdowns who haven't yet, maybe go get those guys. DK Metcalf has two touchdowns this year, and he's third in the NFL in red zone targets per game. That's it's true. That's a great one, and uh, the same exact note. Christian Watson for the Packers is just another guy of just like remember the last year, like how incredible his first yeah. half was. No, you don't because he didn't do anything the first half, and then week ten to fourteen, he had nine touchdowns. One difference, but yeah. 
slight one slight difference of who's throwing the football. Kind of like best quarterback to worst quarterback in the NFL, but yeah. Well, <laughs> details. If you think about it, no, yeah, Jordan Love's been pretty bad. <laughs> he's, been, he's been playing poorly. I do think Christian Watson's a buy low, though, for exactly that reason. People are like, yeah, that's that's why you can get him for very, very little. I think Christian I, Yeah, I think good. you could get Christian Watson for almost nothing at this point. That's yeah. kind of what I'm, I, I yeah. think he's, yeah. And that's the key to the buy low. We didn't say this enough, but it's it, underperforming players isn't enough. The person has to be kind of sick of them. Yeah. It's like, what do you, DK, what do you say about the joke? What's the joke about pancakes? It's like, oh, that's the Mitch Hedberg pancakes. They're really exciting at first, but by the end, you're fucking sick of them. That's the thing. It's like when you're trying to do with these receivers, just like five, so five games in. You've seen four games of Watson and you're like, I'm sick of this thing. Like, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Go get them. All right. Let's do some emails. That was power hour. Thank you, Kai. That that really was. That was I can't believe that happened again. All right. Real <laughs> it's going to be every pivot. week from now on. Kai, the best part is Kai doesn't know why it's happening. And no one tell him. And we um, don't know either, by the way. No. No one knows. So, we, we were trying to do a, a, a nickname for Will Levis. Craig was talking about that on the Sunday show. We got a lot of emails from people. I, Bill, I think Bill was first. Shout out Bill. Bill. But also like the 10 other people. So Will Levis, I think they just changed this at Apple, but on iPhones, Levis autocorrects on iPhones to Levi's. With mm-hmm. the it jeans. does, with like the apostrophe. So people yeah. call him Will Levis, Billy Jean. Uh, Will Levis, Billy Jean. I think that's that we got to lock that in. I like Billy Jean's. That's Billy Jean's good. Billy Jean. It, it it will the marketplace of ideas will sort that out. But yeah, Billy like Jean's wow. trees almost. Yeah, it is. Billy Jean's is like are perfect. <laughs> Billy Jean's. Billy Jean's is so good. He should be Billy Jean's. He should do Billie Levi's Jean's. ads. I've been on this. I know he's got the Hellman's deal. But like, if Will Levis has a good year, it, there is like a ninety nine percent chance he signs a deal with Levi's. Right. Well, it's Levi's Stadium in San Francisco. There's like a conflict there. Well, do you yeah. think somewhere in the Levi's headquarters they're like, hey? There's an NFL quarterback who's like 6'5 and ripped and handsome and threw four touchdowns in his debut and his name autocorrects to Levi's. This is perfect. And they're like, yeah, but he's got a mayonnaise deal. <laughs> like, we really want to be associated with mayonnaise? He, also, he just like seems like a jeans guy, like a, like an American. Yeah. He's just like this ripped white dude, like like the new Brockham Levi's. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I, Levis could be in this. I Dude, you know, the the only people who are happy about Jimmy G's time in San Francisco is Levi's being like, we're glad we get to put him in the jeans anyway. All right. Uh, we have a couple more emails. We'll bring Kai back at the end. No, a lot of people emailing us about nautical miles. We were talking about, I don't Knots. remember how. Yes, how I need happened. to know Knots. about this. So we're talking about, we talked about how fast a dolphin could swim a 40. And it was like, oh, 2. Yeah, 2. Right. Seconds. That's right. That's <laughs> why we're trying to fit a 40 yard dash for a dolphin. Okay. Thank you to the people who emailed us in. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart. All right, this is from Matt. Matt. Matt A. The measurement of knots comes from the 19th century method of calculating the speed of a boat. Sailors would throw basically a big plank called a chip log overboard and connect it to a rope with knots that were tied every 47 feet and three inches apart. And then they would count how many knots slipped through their hands in 30 seconds to determine how many knots they were traveling. So it was literally knots. Oh my God. (laughs) Sounds complicated, but that does make so much more sense. So, um, yeah, you may be wondering why 47 feet and three inches. Yeah, that's my next question. Because it's it is related to a nautical mile. I was going to say the, uh, the the coincidence there having it be knots and nautical mile to me is. But no, okay. it is a coincidence, but it has they have nothing to do with each other because uh, they're trying to measure one nautical mile now. Then you're like, well, what's a nautical mile? A nautical mile is 1.15 miles. Of course Why? it is. <laughs> so the short answer is because the earth is round. Uh-huh. Uh, but isn't, I mean, the earth is round on land as well. I don't, what is the difference? It, well, it's, it's inter- another thing. It's kind of. Or is to- it? As far as I can tell, it's actually a total. That's a good point. Let's get Kyrie in here. Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually like a coincidence if you're close. So first, I'll make it more. Conf- There's no nautical kilometer. The whole world uses nautical miles. And here, so okay. I'm going to try to explain this, and you probably have questions, but it is actually interesting. Uh, I'm, this is from Wade, who's an engineer and he's a former Wade. soldier. And he sent in an email explaining it. Basically, what a great name for for nautical yeah. miles, Wade. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think about <laughs> Wade. <laughs> so he sent an email explaining it. I'm actually going to. He also linked to something from How Stuff Works. I'm going to read the How Stuff Works one. I think it's a little simpler. A nautical mile is based on the circumference of planet Earth. So take 
Earth round 360 degrees, right? Like, right. So okay. if you were to cut Earth in half at the equator, you could pick up one of the halves and look at the equator as a circle. You could divide mm-hmm. that circle into 360 degrees, right? Mm-hmm. But it's still too big to like navigate on a ship. So you could then divide one of those 360 degrees. One degree can be divided into 60 again. Now this is where it gets complicated. They call the 60 minutes. So it's one of the 360 degrees, one degree divided by 60 is 60 minutes. Oh, okay. So it's 60 minutes or in a degree, 360 degrees in the circle. One of those minutes on planet earth is a nautical mile. So 60 Jesus. times 360 <laughs> is, uh, what is it? 21,600. And then if you take it just randomly, 21,600, that's how many minutes are in a 360 degree circle. And then the circumference of the earth is a touch under 25,000 miles. So it's almost a coincidence that 25,000 divided by a little under 22,000. It's like 25 is actually really close to a real mile, but they actually have nothing to do with each other. Wow. But what, so that's why 1.15 nautical miles, it's actually about the latitude and degrees of the earth to, to sail. I still don't fully it's understand why they're different, but yeah, I think because if you're traveling, number. because the short answer, and I don't want to pretend like I'm, you know, some sailor here, but the if you're trying to use Do you sailor straight, you? if you're trying to use a straight line distance, would you boat about them? Yes, goddamn, <laughs> you old sailor, for you. For <laughs> she in the house. Where I think she? what's crazy is they figured this out hundreds of years ago. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to figure this out without the internet? So why is it order? different land and Because and if you're sea? trying to go straight line distances, but the earth is curved and across traveling an ocean, that matters a lot. So it's easier to calculate it by using the, th- like, basically like trigonometry of like using the curve right. of the earth. The 360 degree, you have to take into account the latitude and longitude and measuring it through the lens of um, it being a globe. And just using the those right. degrees, latitude, longitude is better than a straight distance because it's not really a line. You have to go in 3D kind of. That's kind of fascinating. I, I still it get seems it. too complicated, but, okay. but yeah. Look, I'm just reading it. I'm certainly, I'm closer to not getting it than getting it, but I've looked <laughs> enough into it that I can regurgitate. I feel like it's just say. like people on land don't care as much because traveling on land is easier than water. So they're just like, eh, we don't need to care about the curvature of the earth. This is also like, this reminds me of like, why is there different, measurements for the depth of water than just feet why can't we just use feet like why are there fathoms and then it also reminded me that did you know that mark Tra- mark twain you know what mark twain is do you know where what? that name mark, is? Twain mark twain is yeah that wasn't his it's real a pen name. name right right his real name was samuel clemens mark twain mm. is an expression that crewmen on like uh the riverboats or whatever use for the, a depth of water they would mark oh. twain for when you were two fathoms deep. Well, it's wow. pretty good. Fucking wow. complicated, weird stuff. So his own pen name was, uh, yeah, I'm deep, man. I'm two, fa- I'm two fathoms deep out here. That's pretty good. Yeah. Which is about 12 feet. Cause sure. So laminar flow. This is the best thing we've done. Oh, yes. DK Got a lot put of us on the this. Instagram, TikTok, subreddit, whatever for laminar flow, which is. Yeah. Oddly water, satisfying. Incredibly satisfying. That's another, out, that's another good Reddit subreddit. That's you got to look yeah. up laminar flow. If you haven't done it yet, this is like the horse hose disaster, but the opposite. <laughs> it's like Google laminar flow and it's, it's actually. Don't incredible. remind me about the horse hose. The horse I, hose I, for, I finally forgot about those. <laughs> still on the Pringles thing. <laughs> Craig is just destroyed. I'm still pure. Yeah. I still haven't. Yeah. Horse you hose. haven't. I'm going to just text you it one day. Don't. Don't Google. Hor- <laughs> no one Google horse hose. No Especially trigger Especially if you're at work. Yeah. Don't Google horse hose. Not hey, on I, I, I feel like you would get in less trouble for looking up a naked person at work than horse hooves. <laughs> like your boss would be more appalled at the hooves. Lam- we were talking about why does laminar flow a thing? And basically, I don't know if this is simple or complicated, but I thought an email that tried to make it simpler is laminar flow is, or there's laminar flow and turbulent flow and turbulent flow is like a bunch of, swir- like all the molecules are going all kinds of different places. Like they're going, you know, it's like a swirling about. It's swirling about exactly. It's kind of like a, a really crazy travel. You ever seen those videos of like uh, traffic in, in Tokyo, all the crosswalks? It's oh like yeah, yeah, going yeah. In a thousand directions. And but if laminar is when all the molecules are all flowing in the same direction due to very specific architecture, it's like all the like that's why it looks so crazy. Is all the molecules are flowing together? That makes sense. And it doesn't have anything to do with the viscosity of the liquid, right? Because there was a bunch of people. So it's like the thicker video- liquid, it's easier. 
Viscous is a great word. Well, because yeah. I, I posted a video on Twitter and it was like clearly oil or something like that. Some right. water oil or, you know, something along those lines. And I think then there was a discussion like, can you do it with water? I think I, I think it does work with water because there's a trick you can do where you poke a hole in a balloon. And it cre- and that's how you can create a laminar flow out of it or laminar flow or however you pronounce it. And that's like a, a trick you can do with your kids or something like that. So anyways, I'm looking into this because I want to do this with Calvin. It's exciting. Do you think, do you think if Mark Twain or what was his name? Clemens? Do you Sam think if Clemens? instead of Sammy Sam C. Clemens? Do you think if instead of Mark Twain, he chose another nautical term, L- laminar flow as his pen name, do you think he would have been as famous? <laughs> That'd be like his rap name. Yeah, laminar flow. <laughs> I've got that laminar flow. Uh, Two fathoms. Oh my God. Um, also, I just, this is hopefully five seconds and we move on, but uh, someone emailed us. This is a bunch of YouTube videos. People argue about this, but is water wet? <laughs> I can't do this. We're not doing this. I, I feel like there's wet? no way to win this argument. I feel like <laughs> I when thought, two people, you don't even know how I feel. But I, whichever way I feel, you'll disagree. I know it. No, it's. I'm just curious what you guys think. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I would say water is wet, but the <laughs> argument is what? Like, like water isn't wet. Water gets things wet. Wet is is water being on something else is what people would argue. That's what oh, people say. Sake. I'm kind of like on the thing that water is. Someone also, they sent us a YouTube video of someone being like fish aren't wet. And I was like, that's crazy. Are bonita fish big? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think water's wet. Fish are like, wet. What? <laughs> what, are we talking what are we about? doing here? They were like, it's not we're wet outside it. the con. I don't know. This is the kind of I'm, thing you don't need to spend time thinking about. I, I just wanted to make sure we're on the red side. Are of humans okay. dry? That's, that's what he, uh, do you want to hear the, uh, we can just move on. But <laughs> they were no, saying that when move you pull on. the fish out of the context of the ocean, when they're at, like, you can, can you be wet if you're not surrounded by air? I, I don't agree with it. I don't want to be lumped in with this. I mean, I, I understand it's, yeah, I understand the argument. It's you need to be stupid. out of the water to determine if you are wet. I think it's wet inside water, personally. You definitely are. I, You know what? People are entitled to their truths. Yeah, I'm going to stick with when you get in the water, you're wet. I'm going to stick <laughs> with that. No, when you get out, you're wet. Oh, wow. I'm starting to see where they're coming from here. Got an email from Trent. 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 Trent, Trent went to BYU, sticking with our theme here of old-timey names. Trent said, not in the NFL, but there are two alumni from BYU that have great names. Dick Felt and Boney Fuller. <laughs> Dick Felt. Boney Fuller and Dick Come Felt. Come on. Dick Felt, uh, 19, born in 1933. Stop naming your kids Richard when you have last names like that. No, Richard's fine. But the older generation's insistence on calling their son Dick instead of Richard is the problem. There was a time, I don't know what year it was, but I feel like we all agreed Dick is dead. We're not doing Dick from Richard anymore. <laughs> I can't believe that people who named their kid Richard in the 1950s were like, we're going with Dick Felt for this our son. This is my dad, Craig. My dad talks is your to dad's name Richard? His name is Richard, and he's still like, I think he's not mad at his parents, but he's like, why would you call me Dick? When did Dick, Dick become a nickname for a penis? I think that's a great question. My dad was, they were debating naming me Peter, but I think back in the day, <laughs> Peter was a synonym for penis. But then that totally, ironically, petered out. And I feel like most people now, I bet Kai producing this has never even heard that as just like, like it's not a thing. So it's funny to me that they didn't even know what would last. Uh, this reminds me, someone pointed this out and then I actually searched just my name on Twitter and then the word Dick. And the first tweet that comes up is one important thing to remember is that Sam Darnold is the grandson of Dick Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Dick Hammer. Great name. That's a that's a Boogie Nights name right there. Wait, Dick Hammer. It says on Wikipedia was an American athlete, firefighter and actor. That's the first sentence. <laughs> Dude. We didn't have enough people back then. Everyone was doing everything. <laughs> They're all fucking war heroes and like scions of like entertainment of and industry. industry. Dick Who are Hammer, these people? As an actor, played the role of Captain Richard, quote, Dick Hammer in the first season of the Jack Webb produced television show Emergency. But he left the show midway through the first season because he felt that being a real life firefighter was more rewarding than playing a fictional one. Wow, that will that will never happen again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know the one of the most famous aces from the world? I think we've talked about this on this podcast before. One of the most famous aces from World War II, his name was Major Dick Bong. <laughs> and why are we calling these people Richard, man? Dick Bong. And you know what? There's no excuse because according to Wikipedia, 
the term dick became associated with penis in the 1880s by men in the military. So why were you naming your child Richard Bong and then going with dick? <laughs> in World War II in the 40s. That doesn't make I any mean, sense. Richard Nixon was called tricky. I feel like did Nixon must have been an accelerant of I mean, many things, but he was, must have been an accelerant of like Dick Nixon. You know what I mean? Like that had to like accelerate the whole thing, right? When the president's name is that. Also, yeah, uh, um, Dick, so. Dick Hammer portrayed the Marlboro Man in the seventies. Wow, what a life! Do you, is it weird that we'll never have lives that are even remotely as interesting as any of these people? It's like Fight Club. It's like we're just this middleman of history. We didn't we have, have no wars. Back All we have is like we recycle <laughs> to prevent climate change. That's, oh my god! I think that's your funniest take ever, Craig. <laughs> there just weren't enough people. We back needed then. more people back then. <laughs> you got one guy doing three jobs. <laughs> He's a legendary everything. He's a firefighter, an actor, and a football player. (laughs) So it's like Chris Hemsworth is is Thor. He's also like the starting linebacker on the Steelers, and he's a firefighter. (laughs) That's what that would be like. In the summer. Oh, my God. All right. That's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. (laughs) Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, Tucker, and everyone behind the scenes. Thank you to Dick Hammer. Thank you, Dick Bong, for your service. Major thank you, Dick, Lord. Major Dick Lord. Bong. Major Dick Bong. Uh, thank you, Aerosmith. I thought you were going to go with uh, an artist named Richard. <laughs> I should have. Yeah. Is there a Richard in Aerosmith? I feel like there's got to be. Odds are. <laughs> you think odds are good enough? <laughs> Let's see. Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, Tom Hamilton, Joey Kramer, and Brett. A lot of, lot of real regular names. Steve, Close. Joe, Tom, J- Another Joe and Brad. all of those are first names too. Steven Tyler, <laughs> Joe Perry, Tom Hamilton, Joey Kramer, I guess Brad Whitford. So you got five. I feel like there's got to be some Whitfords back in the day. Yeah. Back when there were Fritzes and Reds. Fritz. You're, you're really on the Fritz right now. Well, your internet is on the Fritz, technically. I like Fritz. That's fun. Let's bring Fritz, Fritz is great. Back. Fritz yeah. Pollard, yeah. Fritz is a great name. I'm into it. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.